up you clunk mother effers this is robot stone age the first episode in about two months and of course i'm your beautifully bearded co-host cody after this small hiatus that we will talk more about shortly but in the meantime i am joined by the one and the only kinky co-host kiani hello everybody long time no motherfucking see they've never seen us kiani it's here i know you fucking stupid bitch whatever long so time no here Sons of bitches, you know what the fuck I mean. Alright, so anyways. Anyways. We meant to take a little hiatus and inform you guys. We got a little caught up with other things. The plan is to return in January, whether that's still bi-weekly or monthly, I'm not sure yet. Just based off time and availability. Because we have a lot of stuff going on that we've talked about. I mean, we've covered in the past few episodes. Yes. So, um, in the meantime, we're going to do a little catch-up in one of the favorite fan request games, the little story time bit. I don't know the fuck we actually called it. We never came up with a name. Keanu never came up with a name, you dick. <laughs> no, You're I did it. not. I'm not good at naming things. It's a fan favorite thing, but you don't have the name for the bit that you came up with. You... No. <sighs> story time. It's story time. Improv it's story, story time. time. It's, 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 it's the, ro- yeah, story time, fuck it. Um, so, <laughs> Keanu, what have you been up to in the past couple months? Sweet Jesus. A fuckload of stuff. I have kind of taken a step back from my coaching program just to do more local things. Um, do like, you know, how they'd be having like fairs and festivals and things like that. And um, yeah, so I've kind of set that down for a second. I mean, I'm still, I still have like group meetings with the people who are in my program currently and whatnot. But as far as like marketing for like outreach to bring more people into the program, I've kind of put a halt on that. And I'm going to pick that up once winter hits fall winter, um, because I want to participate in more local things. Yeah. Things would slow down that arena too, for like the in-person festivals. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured that that would be good timing and whatnot. So I did a night market here. I don't know if it was worth it or not. It's called the Richmond night market. It's on like 17th street. And it's like that, Sounds like a what we do in the shadows reference with the night fair, night market. <laughs> it sounds like something on the fucking dark web. Anyway, it's dope. There's a lot of fucking people there. It's a big deal. It's on the news. It's a big deal. Okay. And so I went and did that. And now, mind you, I paid $200 for a booth. $200, which is a little steep. But I'm like, the exposure is great. But the thing is, is they have so many people that it like wraps around because it's like this big market area. And then it like wraps around into this back road, this side road thing. And guess who got stuck in the very last booth in the side road? Me. Look, you gotta you gotta cut the fucking uh, grind the stone, do the grinding and the skin your teeth and bootstraps thing. Yeah, all that. Anyway, I just think that if. I can understand paying the $200 to be on the main the main area, but if you know that you're going to stick someone in the cut, I think that they should get a discounted booth rate, period. Is it 200 flat regardless? Yes. So maybe it like depends on demand for the person, or like maybe they check the social media profiles. I don't know. I'm just theorizing. They just said that like, you know, they try to switch it up and this, that, and the third, and I asked them because they sent me a thing for like this month or for September's, and I was like, 
if you were in, if you were on that back street the last time, are you on the main strip the next time? And they're like, well, we try to switch it up, but there's no guarantee and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not paying $200 to be back in the cut. Like, I mean, did you get any like people coming by? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The exposure and the attention was worth it because I had a lot of people come up and talk to me. A lot of people who were like there to like photograph the festival for like different papers and things like that and different video blogs and things like that. And I had a lot of people come up and like catch videos and take pictures of me with my artwork and talk to me a little bit about what I did and stuff like that. I all. I mean, if you look at it more long term, I feel like it's worth it to stick in there because it garnered attention, but you are new to the circuit. So you have to kind of like pay your dues to really get attention. I feel like a lot of that would help. Absolutely. Plus your genuinely like positive attitude and what I generally know you as, I mean, obviously you can get bitchy, but who doesn't like, mm -hmm. if you stick with your positive attitude that everyone here knows you for, you could probably do really well if you just kind of stick to it for a little bit. I think I can absolutely do really well. Um, it's just this month is not going to be a thing for me, but I think that I'm going to try again next month. Yeah. And reason being is because I opted to hire a um, Instagram manager and she will also be creating my videos and doing all my video editing and writing all my copy for underneath my posts and posting to my stories and man i'm proud of you creating reels and things like that thank you thank you got a little stuff um yeah and so i opted to hire her and that was not cheap by any means so the extra ends that i had went to that this month and so once that gets going, because I feel that I can pull more clientele for my coaching program through her. And she's also an artist, which is very exciting for me. Like not only is she, um, you know, a social media manager, but she's also an artist, which is exciting. She has, I think it's called synesthesia where she like sees colors and patterns to music. Oh, I heard about that. Everyone's yes. like name has a color and a pattern to it, apparently. Yeah. And so she creates paintings based off of songs. I need a painting of two live crews. Pop that pussy. <laughs> oh my God. She's actually from Chicago. Oh, no shit. That yeah. poor unfortunate soul. Her name is Jess Brooks. So um, definitely, definitely talented. And I'm really looking forward to working with her. As, like, and it, just her being an artist makes it a whole other level. So I'm definitely pumped about that. And I do understand that. Yeah. Um, I, other than, you know, the marketing and the, oh, I've also been doing these things um, called mini masterpieces. Oh. They are, I will paint whatever your little fucking heart desires, but it has to be in my style. And I have had quite a few hits for those. I'm doing the, them on these little oval 8x10 canvases. And those have been going really well. Those I had someone hire me to paint a grilled cheese. and Oh, shit. You got that grilled cheese? Like fucking payment? Yeah, yeah. I got, got that Noah Vera money? <laughs> I got paid to paint a fucking grilled cheese. Oh, that's amazing. All right. <laughs> I know. I'm so fucking gassed, bro. Uh, I'll have to send you... I think I might have sent you a picture of it. I'll have to send you another one. But... I was very fucking, very smitten with that order excellent, for excellent. fucking sure. Oh, that's um, great. But yeah, so that's what I have been doing. Um, I don't think I've got much of anything else. I mean, I probably do, which it'll just, just hit me in the fucking face later. But, you know. Oh, I went to see Hamilton oh. at the Kennedy Center. And 
that was everything I wanted it to be and more. Wonderful, man. I mean, I've heard one like great things about Hamilton, obviously. And I know it's streaming on Disney Plus, but I haven't obviously really seen it yet because I hear it's really good. But you know, it's a musical, but it's like, but they rap. It's like a, it's like a rap musical. I'm not into musicals unless it's the Mamma Mia sequel. I mean, it's just so pure and great. I love Mamma Mia as well. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Just fantastic, <laughs> top tier tour de force. Top tier. That and A Star is Born, because if you don't have a threesome with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and cry watching the movie, then you're not human. I don't tell you. I have not seen that, actually. It's a remake, but it stars Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, and it's the movie that made me be like, wow, Lady Gaga is like a beautiful, wonderful artist and person and actor. And like, I just like, I didn't fall in love with her, but like in the sense that like her as an actor, as a personality, like really absorbed me in the role. And that was my big introduction to Lady Gaga outside of like, her kind of wardrobe type stunts, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Highly recommend. That's nice. I'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, other than local and I mean I've still been doing my TikTok, my TikTok thing, and you know, reaching out for local stuff. And oh, I also did with some of my mini masterpieces, this girl had paid for a piece. I brought it to her. She really liked it because she is actually local. So I got to meet up with oh. her, which was really nice. I always like when I get to meet like the people that support me on social media. So I think that's really cool. But she wanted a larger piece of a couple pets that she had that have passed away. And she offered to do it in exchange for a massage because she is a massage therapist. And I got my first massage the other day because we broke it up into a couple sessions and it was fucking everything. I'm I'm down with this barter system. I could do stuff like this all the fucking time. (laughs) Go back to the days where currency wasn't just currency. You just mm-hmm. barter for everything. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Hell yes. I managed to feed my family by giving so many hand jobs today. I'm just <laughs> my, exhausted. <laughs> that carpal tunnel is really bothering me. Uh, sooner or later, it's going to go to my feet and my mouth, and it's, it's going to escalate. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm also now an Amazon influencer. Huh. How does that work? I signed up for the Amazon affiliate program and then they have like an Amazon, um, Amazon associates. And then they have like an affiliate program where you can like direct people to like your link or whatever, but then they have an influencer program where you can create a storefront and depending on your following size determines whether you're allowed to participate in the Amazon Ah, influencer. And because of my following on TikTok, I passed the bar apparently i don't know what the bar is but i passed the bar you passed it so i have created a storefront with a bunch of artsy shit in it and yeah now i have that linked in my link tree on my instagram so that the artists can go in there and grab shit that they might like and yeah and i get a i don't know what size commission but i know that i get a commission off of those products you get a little bit so i'm gonna a little bit yeah a little bit but yeah, that's um that's pretty much what I've been doing. What have uh what have you been up to, good sir? Um, let's see, a lot of video games, so much TV that I'm not gonna bother trying to recant in. But oh there is a show that you would like. It's on Hulu. It's called um Only Murderers in the Building. Nice. And it's like a true crime podcast. Like, okay, the show's about like three people that are fans of a true crime podcast making their own true crime podcast. And it stars like Selena Gomez. Uh, Martin Short and someone else who's a famous actor that I'm blanking on, but it's a wonderful little show. Definitely enjoyed that. Out of all the ones I've watched, that's definitely more for you. I 
think I've seen commercials for this. It's really good. I watched it on a whim and I love it. Season two just wrapped up. So you, it's like half hour episodes if you want to just, you know, go through a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Other than that, I've taken up bicycling as kind of an exercise slash uh, like stress reliever. Big fan. Nice. Yeah, definitely enjoy that relaxation. I know CJ's working on something that I can't officially talk about because he's not here. He's at his job, but uh, it's a project we're working on. So, I mean, other than that, like around October, if I had to venture a guess, we're going to get a lot of content from like this group as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to release a book around that time, although I am also like, you know, going to be getting married. So it's a little, little busy. But uh, if things turn out right, I'm going, unless the editor, by the way, that I hired says that my book's a complete piece of shit that shouldn't see the light of day, that would be a little tough. Or some sort of <laughs> paraphrasing of that. But if that doesn't happen, that's going to be that book I told you about recently that was kind of like my experiment with a mm-hmm. slasher like fiction novel mm-hmm. to like see if it translates. So that'll be pretty cool. That's exciting. And I'm very pumped that you hired an editor because last, last we talked, you hadn't done that yet. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's uh, someone that I work with who literally like did that in college and she was a, a teacher's assistant and like did this for paper. So I was like, hey, what would it cost to edit my book and give me notes and like tell me if it works as a story? So I'm pretty excited about that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fucking pumped because I haven't had a book release in a few years. And believe it or not, I'd like to actually make money off my creativity sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I understand the sentiment. So yeah, we got that going on. CJ's working on, you know, the project. Um, I don't know if I'm, I mean, by the time this airs, it's probably going to be set more in stone one way or the other. But I might be acting in a short film where I get to play like a comedic vampire. That sounds dope. Yeah, a friend approached me, and my one request is that we bring in CJ and that we get a Redlands Productions associate production credit. So, you know, technically we'll have some releases this year, even though it's, like, coming to a really late period. It's still exciting. Yeah, I mean, you know, just kind of been a little busy, doing a lot of stuff. You know, life. Uh, Let's see, other than that, uh, let's see, sold a bunch of heroin, got a new car, (laughs) stabbed a few people in the neck, um... No, I think that's about it for my updates. I don't really have much else going on. Oh, lovely. Well, those all sound very exciting. I'm definitely pumped for the fucking wedding. My my suit came in today. Fuck yes. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, well, it came in a few days ago. I just haven't had an opportunity to try it on yet. Yeah. Because I don't, uh, there's one part of it, because I know the top's going to fit. I don't know if the bottoms are going to fit, because I kept getting confused about their, like, sizing charts. But I figured I can probably get dress. I can probably get pants from anywhere. So I'm not that pressed about the pants. I'll return them if they don't fit. Right. But the the suit jacket. Yeah, I was actually talking to my uh, therapist a few days ago, and we were joking around about like, oh yeah, she's like, oh, do you have your wedding plans? Like, do you, who's your best man? Uh, and I listed CJ, and I'm like, and Keani, who like, when we first met, couldn't fucking stand each other. I thought she was an uptight bitch, and she thought I was an annoying kid, and we were both right. <laughs> We were both right. And she was like, yeah, that's how the best friendship started. I'm like, yeah, you're not kidding. Like, we couldn't stand each other, but yet here we are. Am I, just out of curiosity, am I allowed to curse in your in your speech that I give? Keanu, it wouldn't be you if you didn't curse. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure because I'm over here thinking, and I'm like, I don't know if I could get through a speech talking about him, if him and Taylor are like, our friendship and then him and Taylor's relationship, like, if I can't cuss, like... Oh, the fucking right that Cody swears is fucking ridiculous. This asshole over here, son of a bitch, can't stop himself for two fucking seconds. (laughs) Son of a bitch. 
Because I'm definitely going to bring up the fact that you thought I was an uptight bitch and I thought he was an annoying child. So Yeah, I mean, again, we were both right. The Guardians of the Galaxy shirt really helped bond us. <laughs> really? You said what? The, the Do you remember the Guardians of the Galaxy shirt? Uh-uh. Oh, God. Okay, so it was the first time I actually made you laugh when we started to bond. Because I, I recall that very directly. It was, um, <laughs> I was wearing the black Guardians of the Galaxy shirt and it was like, the characters were in all white on the front, I think, something like that. Uh-huh. And you were asking about the movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's really funny. And I threw the line out, like, I will not succumb to your pelvic sorcery. And that's when you, like, started laughing your ass off. I'm like, oh, we could be friends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think uh, maybe I had seen it at that point, because I don't know if I would have laughed as hard. You might have seen it, yeah. You might have started. I know you started the conversation about it. Yeah. So if you had seen it, but, like, I remember that being a big thing, where it's like, you will, I will not succumb <laughs> to your pelvic sorcery. I think I found that fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, we started, like, doodling on shit at work, and, you know, it just kind of worked. We just started yeah. bonding. Yeah. Just like a benign tumor. You can't get rid of me. I'm just there. Just grow me like a fucking fungus. <laughs> yeah, it's not cost efficient to cut me out, Keanu. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and then we were roommates. <laughs> yeah, we were roommates. We were fucking great roommates. I know we were. We got along perfectly fucking fine. I've never even told you about the time that I passed out on a totally legal substance and almost forgot to turn off a burner. <laughs> The amount of times that I had to go back home because I left, like, my straightener on or the oven on, like, <laughs> is is ridiculous. It might have been the oven, but I was, like, laying on my bed about to fall asleep, and I'm like, wait, I was about to make something, and I, like, shut up, and I'm like, turn that off? <laughs> I shut that off. Let's not burn the house down. Uh, I do remember a couple times where, like, one of your exes would leave the burner on and wake up and be like, ah, oh, shit, let me just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. Alright, so without further ado, we're going to take a very short break, and then we're going to come back with a new story prompt and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor pitched something, and if we don't have anything else, I'm going to have her repeat it into the microphone. Alright, awesome sauce. Maybe not, giving that look, judging from the look she gave me, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right. we'll be back in a couple minutes. All right, Keanu, so we've been given two options, two different prompts. Yes. We have volleyball, rom-com, or sci-fi nice pick for the story. Hmm. Now, I will allow you to mix and match as you please. Okay. I like the idea of sci-fi volleyball. Okay. Because sci-fi ice pick, I immediately think of Alien vs. Predator. They're like in the ice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I took a different take from that, but that's fine. Sci-fi volleyball. What about you? What would you like to do? No, no. I'm going to sci-fi volleyball. We can roll that. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to... Okay. So we have to develop a few characters. So the main character, um, let's call her Batmantis. Batmantis. Yeah. Totally not really to the painting. Wait, Batmantis or Batmantits? Batmantits. Okay. Batmantis. Yeah. The the female's (laughs) Bat... Mantis. Got it. You know, let's make her a doctor. Dr. Mantis. Dr. Mantis. Dr. Mantis is developing a weapon using a volleyball, which at the time is um, above-the-board technology, because even though this takes place in the future, they couldn't quite figure out how to develop the technology of the volleyball accurately. And they need this volleyball because it's a secret mission, and they're going to plant it in a volleyball game of some sort. Exactly, because... Because Dr. Mantis, she works for what's called the Grey Society that thinks everything should be plain and even, and her rival is the Partiers, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. 
and they have a huge volleyball tournament, if you will, on the planet of... Partesia. <laughs> Partesia, where it's nothing but sand and beaches. Yeah, that's like a thriving society that's just based on, like, the party. So everyone, like, if you run the bar, it's only because you're a little bit sober, and all the free, all the currency is based on, like, having fun. Mm-hmm, yes, there are speedos galore. Oh, yeah, and if, that's, a, like, a voluntary thing. You can just be hanging brain if you want. Uh-huh. People are walking around topless, bottomless, like, Absolutely. we don't discriminate. Absolutely. I mean, it's basically just, like, a giant orgy for no reason other than it's just, like, people partying. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's like It's like the Mortal Kombat Chaos Realm, but sexy. Though I will say sand in the crack is probably not a pleasant thing, so. Well, look, they have plans in place. I mean, at this point in the future, this, you know, timeline, they have technology that allows the sand to stay out of the crack. (laughs) That that makes sense. That makes sense. It's this little barrier. It's a thong barrier that was, oddly enough, also invented by Dr. Mantis. Keanu, the entire culture is based around partying and fucking. Of course they're prepared for this. (laughs) So what's the conflict? Like, I assume it's because the Grey Society wants everyone to be, like, strict and right, and they don't want the partying society of Partesia to, um, like, rule in terms of, like, nobody should have fun. Everyone should be... Well, the Grey Society is from the planet of the Boomers. (laughs) Uh, Planet Boomer, alright. Planet Boomer. (laughs) The only reason why Partesia exists is because it was cheap real estate. Yes. Everyone fled there because, like, they couldn't afford it on Boomtoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because things were way too expensive. And because the economy has taken a hit in Boomer-topia, Boomtopia, <laughs> the Boomtopia's government has set up this plan and hired... Dr. Mantis, yes. To, to create this volleybomb. It's a nuclear explosive volleyball. Let's go ahead and go into Dr. Manta's profile a little bit. She's like a 30-something, I imagine redhead, mm-hmm. comes to mind. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, probably long hair. You know, Velma-ish glasses. Yes, that works. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Lab coat, the whole traditional mm-hmm. getup. But she's also torn between these groups because, well, she's, because. Right, she's right in the middle. You know exactly. What I'm she's the young one. Like she's the younger or youngest one of the group. Mm-hmm. But like she's only doing what she was instructed to do. She doesn't realize that there are other ways of life. Yes, yes. Though she sees what they've got going on over there, she had already been so caught up in what the mainstream instructions to do with life were. Let's give her love interest. Let's give her someone that she really wants to fuck. How about he or she? Or they or them? Or they. They. Their, um, their tulip sword. Tulip sword. So Dr. Mantis falls in love with tulip sword. This non-binary, totally awesome, fucking badass hero, right? Mm-hmm. And it's someone who's partying on uh, Partytasia. So it's like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, I see them from a distance. It's love from afar, but it could be so wrong. Like, clearly they're out there having fun. I can't accept that. That's why I have to develop this weapon. Because... Everything that's going on over there is sin. How about they're the ones that are in charge of organizing the events and things that go on on Partesia? So they're kind of a prominent person. Tulip Sword? Yes, Tulip Sword. Okay, so Tulip Sword would be like a prominent figure. He's a prominent individual. And I don't know if we can be like, oh, you know, because her being like, oh, it's sin. I don't think she'd fuck with a non-binary person. 
But then again, most homophobes are closeted. Yeah, it's a, in my experience, the more you hate people that are homosexual, the more likely you are to actually slide towards that bar and you just don't like it. You don't yeah. have to think about it. So I feel like, like the character of uh, Dr. Mantis could be struggling with that concept. And mm -hmm. she sees Tulip Sword from afar. It's like, oh damn, like that's wrong. But then like, through the course of building the weapon, they would, they would have to interact. I assume it's like, maybe there's some sort of annual like Christmas-esque thing. Like when armies are at war, there tend to be like, you know, stalemates or like ceasefires mm -hmm. for little celebrations for holidays. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what happens when these two societies come together. And that's when they meet and like get all flirty and everything. Ooh, and either, either that or that she could have been part of like an undercover mission to infiltrate and see what's going on there because she uh, is of the younger on Boomtasia. Yeah, okay. I feel like we've, we've called it Boomer. Yeah, we, it's, it's Boomer something. Boom <laughs> the, fuck, who cares? Planet Boomer. <laughs> I feel like because she's of the younger generation, they sent her over there with some other people to go undercover. And that's when she met them because then they would have a chance to bond and... Um, I'm going to say they met because Dr. Mantis was, like, doing a food kitchen thing, and that's when they ran into Tulip Sword, which is like, oh, this isn't someone that I would normally interact with, but, like, they're also doing charitable work because they just want to help other people uh -huh. because that's the right thing to do, and maybe that's where, like, a moral conflict comes in. Uh-huh. I can see that. I like that. I like that. Then going from there, it's probably, like, I mean, I've been watching The Americans. It's an FX show about espionage of spies, so if anyone you know kind of gets this, I apologize. But maybe it's like uh, Dr. Mantis trying to make an asset or like, you know, a resource out of Tulip Sword, but it turns out that like, she falls in love with Tulip Sword and like slowly yes. begins to betray her own country. Yes. And I think that when they've met in the, when they met in the, in the soup kitchen, they end up like talking more and discussing things more and then they decide to go on like a nice long walk on the beach in the evening. They agree on humanitarian rights and like yes. principles of morality. Yes, yes. And she's slowly realizing that she's been brainwashed most of her life. Yeah, we really made this millennial Gen X, Gen Z oh, uh, yeah. fanfic, but I'm on board. Oh yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> So then after a little bit, Dr. Mantis like, wow, I think I might actually be able to like have feelings for someone who isn't specifically picked out for me at birth. Uh-huh. Yes. And then when she has to go back to report back, her boss, Karen, realizes that <laughs> something is up. <laughs> and of course, like, does the hair flip and it's like, all right, bitch, what's going on with you? <laughs> if I wasn't your manager, I'd ask to speak to them. This is, this is when Dr. Mantis gets locked up mm. or like interrogated. So Tulip Inter Sword has to come to the rescue. Interrogated. I like the idea of interrogated. Absolutely. And maybe it's like a question of like, do you have feelings for somebody else? Yes. Do, do they prescribe to traditional norms? No. And then he's kind of like go from there. Maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe like when she comes back and they like interrogate her at first, she like kind of slips away and is like continuing her work on the project, but is beginning to feel progressively more guilty. But then somehow someone realizes that there's like a connection between the two. Maybe, maybe sword comes back to boomer planet. Cause he knows that she's from there and 
comes to visit her or something and they catch her out on a date with them. Then that's when she gets locked up and trouble happens. Or perhaps they snatch them up. The, okay, well, hold on. How about how about they snatch her up and then they get the group together from the planet Partesia? Uh-huh. They try to snatch them both up, but they okay. narrowly escape and get Oh, to- no. No, no, no. They try to snatch them both up, but they catch Tulip Sword. And then they let um, Dr. Mantis go. And Dr. Mantis has to rally the people to go rescue Tulip's sword against the oppressive forces of the Boomer, or Boomer Stasia. Yeah, they say that if she doesn't finish the bomb, then they'll kill him. And so and so, so they're essentially holding him hostage. And then she, you're right, she sneaks away and goes and gets them. And then, then they just like raid the shit. Because partiers know how to fuck shit up. Well, it's one of those things too, like story arc wise, like, it would be full circle if, like, she, this person who came from a planet that was completely binary, went full circle, like, hey, look, I'm not here to, like, I don't want to lead you. I want to rescue one of, like, our own. I want to mm-hmm. rescue a human being. That's when, like, mm-hmm. they attack the boomer planet, mm-hmm. and it becomes, like, a whole thing. Um, yeah. Again, we're just glorifying the whole millennial Gen Z boomer thing, just jacking off all over this audio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good play. That was a, that was a pretty decent play. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, they, you know, rescue... Um, I would assume at least 10 to 20% of the boomers are like, yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe we were wrong. Maybe live and let live. I'm mm-hmm. going to give them that mm-hmm. gracious amount. Well, it's not, I'm sure not everyone there is awful. You know, there are, yeah, there are some people. It's just the, the, the governmental system in place is hot garbage. That's true. It's probably like we just live here. We have to exist with what's there. S- systematic. Yeah. <laughs> Much like America. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like it's a pretty good story. Pretty solid sci-fi wrap-up. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. The volleyball was very, very rarely in play, but it worked. Yeah. That was like a good first act thing that we managed to wrap up. It's it's what she was trying to do. And then at the end, they go live on Partiza um, on their own little personal island, and they play volleyball together. It's exactly, like, and they just like the hang out, grow vegetables, and mm-hmm. they raise, mm-hmm. you know, chickens, things like that. It's kind mm-hmm. of peaceful existence. Yeah. yeah. They don't want kids because they're like, our planet can't exist this shit. Like, we're just overpopulating it. Yeah, yeah. Because unlike humans, you know, unlike our current system, they understand the natural order of things. We're, we're just overdoing it. And finally, the planet of Boomer, and what would you say the, the island Partiza is its moon, perhaps? That's why they're able to be at war because they're orbiting moons. The moon is orbiting that planet. Are finally at peace for a little bit until Boom Boom Boomer Tisha, whatever Boom, Boomerville, whatever the fuck we called it. Um, they burn out their green zone layer, ozone layer, and everyone just kind of dies. Yeah, but, you know the party <laughs> keeps going on, and the party continues. <laughs> um, Piani, um, until we're back in, let's say, January, unless uh-huh. there's like a big announcement, where can people find you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Abundant Studio. And of course, I'm still at Robot Stone Age, where you can find all the updates on things that we're doing, slash me shit post tweeting. I did reboot the Cody Has Coffee Twitter, so it is still me, but I have no followers or anything, because uh, the last one came kind of convoluted. Um, but other than <laughs> that, you can donate to your local homeless and food shelter. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know, just watch porn for free and enjoy yourself. Like, save, save 10 bucks, watch some porn, crank one out, and then donate it to a shelter. Yeah. Recycle your plastics and shit. 
Yeah. And also, uh, adopt a dog. Don't buy one from a breeder. I don't know. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah, adopt, don't shop. That's the slogan. All those good things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Be a um, good human, motherfuckers! We got 30 seconds here. Give a hoot, don't pollute. (laughs) <laughs> um, only you can prevent forest, forest fires, fires. <laughs> we're gonna hit the 35 minute mark Keanu. keep tip, going tip your waitress or waiter if you, if you don't tip the person serving you i will come after you personally beat you 20 percent minimum motherfuckers yeah, exactly <laughs>